Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Real spoilers powered by reviewstl.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 529. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Wait, is it? It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, or a beautiful day in the neighborhood? It's a beautiful day. In the a beautiful. Uh, so, well, anyway, we'll fix all that in post. No, we sure, won't. no, we won't. No, we won't. So, uh, I was thinking more like a trippy day in the neighborhood. <laughs> it is. You yeah, aren't wrong. They did do some interesting things, which we will we will get to. Yeah. So, uh, returning uh, to discuss the Mister Rogers movies with us is Julianne Jordan. Hey, how's it going? Going good. And then, of course, this is Joe. And this is Tom. Quick shameless plugs. Uh, don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure and uh, subscribe so you never miss an episode. Episode. You can also uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. Please go there, like the page, join the group so you can interact and talk and hang out uh, over the Internet. That's always fun. And our Patreon, patreon.com slash real spoilers, where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content and you get to help us out, and we like you a little bit extra. That's right. So um, so anyway, there we go. Uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. One, two, three, go. Wow. I didn't know what to think of this movie. Um, so the whole... It, obviously, as soon as this movie starts, I am trans- immediately transported back uh, to my grandmother's apartment, sitting on the floor. I can. I, it's so weird. Was she a finger puppet? She was not a finger oh, puppet. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like, I, I can... I remember everything. Like I remember the the smell of the apartment. That's sm- I mean, she was always making food, so it always smelled like you know cooking. Uh, she had like this maroon shag carpet. What a maroon! What a maroon! But I like I can I I can feel it. I can feel the texture. As soon as the the opening credits of this thing start, it all comes rushing back. I remember Mr. Rogers when I was a kid, and I it will always stand out for me is the single most boring kids show <laughs> i think i've ever encountered when well, they would never, do picture picture was the only thing i cared about never understood the fascination with the show like uh, the more i learn about the guy like yeah. i i like him but like but 
as a kid watching the show, man, what a snooze. I've never understood the appeal. And first off, it's weird that you come home and put on shoes. That's weird. <laughs> right there. I'm like, I don't know what to think about this guy. He's yeah. wearing bare feet. Yeah. Yeah. You don't put on shoes. What he are you doing? Someone puts on shoes. And takes off one shoe, put on the new shoes. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm all, I'm with you, Tom. Like, when I was a kid, I thought that Mr. Rogers was pretty boring, too. But I grew up without satellite or cable TV. Like, we just had like a normal TV person in my house. Yeah. And, like, because my parents refused to get it. So, you know, a lot of the times, like, as a little kid, like, Mr. Rogers was the only thing to watch. So, yeah, we didn't have like, cable until 2002. Wow! I didn't, <laughs> you don't want to know when I got cable. cable. I know when you got cable. It was like 1982. <laughs> I was the year I was born. We were like the first people on the block to get cable. <laughs> it says a lot about how I turned out. Well, my my parents had cable in the 80s before I was born because I have two older brothers, but they wouldn't stop watching TV all the time, and they were <laughs> skipping out on homework, so they ruined it for me. And my parents refused to ever get satellite or cable again Lame. until. I was graduated from high school, and then they finally got satellite TV. Yeah, I was two years out of high school when they finally got. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so this whole movie opens up. I mean, it's identical. It's it's just like the TV show. Um, I thought the frame, I, like, so it's. We should probably back up. Uh, so Julian, you sounded like you didn't, you weren't ex- super into this movie. Well, okay, so I did some background stuff before going to see this. Like, I hadn't seen the documentary yet, so I watched the documentary on Friday night, and just immediately off the bat, watching how um, Tom Hanks portrayed Mr. Rogers, I did not like it. Like, he portrayed him more as sort of like this bumbling, aloof, almost klutzy old man, whereas, like, Mr. Rogers seemed to me from the documentary and his interviews and just his cadence and the way he would move. Like he did everything very deliberately, like maybe slow and at a lower level, like when he was talking to children, but it was always very deliberate. And I didn't like, it almost seemed like Tom Hanks was playing him as like an old man who wasn't quite all there anymore. And I just, I don't know. It just rubbed me the wrong way. Hmm. I didn't see it that way. I, I took it as like, he did things that he was almost like Mr. Miyagi. Right, he would do things that people were like, "Why are you doing that?" And then when he was, and then when they got to the other side of it, they were like, "Oh my god!" Like, you, yeah, he you, tricked you. You got me there in a way I totally didn't expect, and it really worked. Like, you know, like with the whole like he couldn't put the tent together. Right, they're like, "Why are we filming this? You look like an idiot." And when it got done, it was like, "No, now kids know." Yeah, sometimes you're not going to be able to put a tent together, and that's yeah. okay. Yeah, which I thought that scene was really interesting because it it did dra- it did go on a little bit, like it yeah. got a little awkward. And I think he was trying to put it together, but it just wouldn't work. Right. So when he when he he turned a negative into a positive, where he's right. like, "No, nah, just leave it in. Like show kids that it's okay to mess up, or it's sometimes things aren't going to go to plan." Yeah. And I was like, "Damn it, that was really good." Yeah. <laughs> but I do I do agree with you that. Uh, there are moments where he does seem a little aloof uh, and kind of not, I don't want to say ditzy, but kind of just like, no, oh, well, whatever. We'll, we'll get around to it at some point. But I feel like that, I mean, I didn't, I did not watch the documentary. So I feel like when you, but when you watch those congressional hearings that he had, I feel like he kind of had the same thing going Wait, on. So you didn't watch the documentary, but you watched the. I mean, I, but I think I think I, we've all seen those hearings. Like yeah. I didn't watch it recently, but I like I remember when they when those popped up where he was. Joe does all his show prep with C-SPAN. <laughs> I do. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a long couple weeks. Let me yeah. tell you. Uh, 
But like, I I feel like that his cadence. To me, the, the Mister Rogers cadence is the the thing that keeps kids like interested and not interested, but like uh, lets their guard down. Yeah, like he he doesn't. He talks to them on their level. Like there's the scene with the with the Make a Wish kid where he's not standing, he's not tower, he's on his knee, you know, one you know bended knee talking to the kid. He's on his level. His voice really doesn't raise an octave. Like he's very even keel. So I feel like it puts it's. And maybe he, I don't know if he does it on purpose, or if it's part of the character, or if it even is really a character. Honestly, like if it's not. No, that's genuinely how Mr. Rogers was. And, and yeah. one thing he doesn't bring up in in the show and they don't bring up in this movie is that he was a minister. Yeah, he like, was a oh, okay, touch okay. on it, but he became an ordained minister and he just he to me is very much like a minister. Like I know yeah. a lot of ministers that talk like that, that talk, you know, very even keel and and very kind of sweetly and they just have like this natural kindness to them. Sure. And that's kind of the way he and to me, like that's when he's talking to a kid. Rather than talking, uh, what's the word? Like talking to him, he's talking at. Is that the right word? He's ta- Instead of he, talking at him, he talks he's talking like to right. him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think that I, if I remember right, that I felt that way even when I was a kid. Like he's just talking to me rather than yeah talking to. A it camera. was one of the first shows that seemed to address the camera directly and made the kid a character. Yeah, and yeah, and uh, and I think it helps that like. He would ask questions of the child. Yeah, like he wasn't just lecturing. He'd be like, "No, what does this mean? What do you think? Do you like this? You know." So he would keep the. That's what the, Dora does. Yeah, I mean, they all. I mean, Blues Clues. Like they you, all do it now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a very common thing. But at the time, that was that was pretty groundbreaking. Yeah. Uh. So this whole opening frame, it's in. It's shot in four by three, uh, and it's almost an exact replica of the set. Yeah. It, it actually might even be the set. Like I, I have a feeling that. They didn't have to go. I, he, I that that stuff has to still be around. There's no way they got rid of that set. Oh, I'm sure that has to be somewhere. Yeah. Um. Even even know, the it's, it's been like almost 20 years because the last new episode aired in like what 2003. Yeah, but I have I find it hard to believe that they would that PBS but, would allow that set at the very least. It's if they're not utilizing it in this film, and they they're probably not. But they're but that set. The, it's in a museum mo- somewhere. Yes, it's yes. in the Smithsonian. Yeah. Somebody that's in the Paley Institute. Somebody, somebody's got it. Somebody kept that because right. when that show went off the air, it, it's not like it went off the air in the fifties and nobody thought anybody'd care about <laughs> yeah. that stuff. <laughs> like you like said, when, it was it was two thousand three. Yeah, people were like, "Oh no, keep that." If nothing yeah. else, sell it on eBay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so we and this is where we see Tom Hanks for the first time as Mister Rogers, and uh, it's it was very it was a very weird. I didn't know what was going on. So he shows you like a picture wall, and he opens one, and it's the lady and Antib- the gal from the the kingdom. Yeah, and the other one's Mister McFeely, and then there's a picture of our main character, and I was like, "Whoa, yeah, wait, what what's going on right now?" Like I so and basically this movie, Mister Rogers is in it, but this is the this is a movie about he is not the star of the movie. He like, is not when yeah. when they submitted Tom Hanks uh. Academy consideration as best supporting actor. Oh, I, they did. Yeah, I oh. thought that they were playing a game to make him more likely to win. Like, right, that's a trick. Sometimes they'll do of like put a big name in supporting. Sure, and 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 he or she is more likely to win. Has he ever won for supporting actor? No, he's won what twice. Right? I think it's he, more than that. He won for four. Philadelphia? He did the back to back Philadelphia, Forrest and Gump. Forrest Gump, 
and he's been nominated again. Maybe that's what it is. I don't think he's won again. I feel like there was that joke about on SNL where he's like, what do you do with your, all your Oscars? And he's like, well, I have one on the mantle, and then I have one in the bathroom to keep me humble, and then the rest just line up the back of my garage so I don't back into the back into the wall. <laughs> but yeah, I think he's just got... Okay, okay. Yeah. But, you know, I, fo- I followed what they were doing. They were making this movie almost like a pseudo-episode of the show. Right, I, which I dug. I thought that was clever. I liked how all the scene transitions were... Um, Mm-hmm. Were, the miniatures. were the miniatures from the show? So if mm-hmm. he's gonna, mm-hmm. if he has to fly from one city to another, you see like the little fake plane doing its thing. I thought that you do was, that on the cheap. Yeah, and like one, <laughs> it saves him a ton of money. Like the businessman in me is like, well, that's brilliant. But like it also, I thought it worked. I, 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 I liked how, and it kept Mister Rogers' character who could have really fallen by the wayside, mm-hmm. front and center. Mm-hmm. So it's is it Lloyd? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lloyd is this, uh, and Lloyd is not the name of the guy who wrote the article, right? Is it? It, it is. It's supposed to be that guy. I think that is his but name. But it's a different, okay. Um, so Lloyd no, is. No, it was written by Tom Junod. That's what I thought. Oh. Because they, they say that in the credits and I was like, yeah. okay. But this is Lloyd Vogel. Lo- is the character Lloyd name. Vogel. And Lloyd Vogel is this hard nosed, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a badass Cynical. Cynical investigative journalist. And it sounds like he's doing like, he's not doing puff pieces. He is getting to the facts. He's not making, basically what happens is he's working for Esquire magazine and they're doing uh, an issue on heroes. And they, (laughs) whoever the, I love the gal who's his editor. She's great. Like she's a very minor role, but everything she does is is gold. Not Vera Formiga. I was thinking not. Alice and Janie. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> and she says, she's like, look, we, we want you to do Mr. Rogers. And I, it, the, the, one of the things that I love about so this movie. The, the real guy that this is based on, some of his award-winning pieces to show you oh, what he man. normally works on. <laughs> uh, the abortionist. Oh, my God. The rapist says he's sorry. Mm-hmm. And the falling man, which I'm assuming is the two thousand the the guy oh, the, the oh, famous the, the, photo the, of the guy falling like who had jumped out of the World Trade Center. Oh. Which which by the way, like I get that this is before 9/11, but like in the miniatures when we show the New York City skyline, did the two towers have to be so prominent and yeah. front and center? <laughs> like I get that like they're there, but I feel like, you know, especially for us that, you know, lived through that and we remember that day. Every time in a movie that you see those two towers, like especially movies before 2001, like it gives you this knee jerk, like emotional reaction. I think and, it's like a... I, I get having like that in the in the skyline. But couldn't we have like rotated that maybe like, you know, 160 degrees and put it off to the side instead of like front and center? Yeah, it was like, definitely doing front. that on purpose. I think it's a like, quick a quick way to establish when a film is taking place. I, I kind of the I, banner saying 1998 wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of agree, but I feel like if you start to take the take the towers out of movies po- pre 2001, I, I I think that's a problem. Well, my thing is, is movies that are made now, like you know that audiences are going to have that reaction and depending on like the tone of your movie or what your movie's about like i don't want to have like a knee-jerk 9-11 reaction 
watching a Mr. Rogers movie. Like, I'm fine with the towers being there, but they didn't need to be so, like, front and center and, like, boom, here's the towers. Do you remember how sad you were that day? Like, <laughs> and all the stuff that has come after. Like, it just, like, you can show that skyline without making I was it okay with center. the towers, but I don't know that they should have played the Toby Keith song every time they showed <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> These colors don't run or whatever yeah. it was, yeah. Oh, Toby Keith. You had your 15. Oh, he had way more than 15. Did he? Oh, my God. That guy. That guy. Is he still around? Yeah, he's still. I mean, he's the last, I think, big hit he had was that Red Solo Cup, which oh, is really yeah. more of a novelty song. But uh, um, was that Toby Keith? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But um, have, you ever, have you seen the video for that song? No. Oh, my God. It's great. <laughs> it's it to- is great. It's totally <laughs> worth looking at. It's so good. So good. I used to DJ music videos, so I've seen it so many times. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but no, I mean, he started having hits in like the mid '90s. He did. Oh my god! Uh, can you yeah. tell he was not listening to country music? Yeah, no, I mean, he had he's got a ton of hits. <clears throat> okay, fair enough. Uh, yeah. So basically, his his editor's like, "This is the only guy we can get to talk to you. Like, nobody wants to talk to you. I need 400 words." And of course, he's like, "Man, you didn't hire me for this. Like, you didn't hire me for puff puff pieces." You didn't hire me. She's like, go do I, your job. Go do your, and I liked that. And yeah. I was like, go shut up and go do your, do She's what like, I'm paying you to I do. I hired you to do what I tell you <laughs> yeah, to do. Right. Uh, and I, one of the things that I love about this movie is anytime somebody mentions Mr. Rogers or people see him, there is an immediate reaction right. of reverence. Where like, even when he tell when, when Lloyd tells his wife, like they want me to do Mr. Rogers and she's like Ooh. and she knows she knows what he does <laughs> yeah. and is like oh god do please not don't ruin, ruin my childhood don't ruin him for me yeah right and he's even like well we'll see yeah and she's like don't like I'm telling you don't and so any interact like Lloyd is like we said very cynical and he's not nice to anybody even his his wife and his child like there's just he's very um surly surly it's a good word yeah so uh, we kind of find out that he's in this process. He's got to go to the sister's wedding. And I love the banter where he's just like, it's her, it's her third wedding. I'm just going to reuse the same speech. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they're not going to know. Um, so he goes to the wedding and we see this is the. Fi- oh, we, we find out before he goes that his sisters invited her fa- their father. And there's an immediate reaction from Lloyd where he's just like, well, we're not going to the wedding. Like yeah. That's uh, that's the end of that story. Um. And there are he I think the guy that plays Lloyd is very good as well. Uh, he is able to emote uh, in times when he needs to do it. And he's able to be funny at the same time. Like he's I, I felt like he was very, very, very good. Yeah. Uh, in this. Flight. He was on the Americans. Oh, is, is he the is he the husband? I think so. Okay, I didn't watch it. Neither did I. Yeah, but I, just I vaguely recognize that guy, but I feel like I've seen him in something when he was much younger. Okay. I ended up not looking him up, but yeah, he was very good. I did enjoy his performance. He did a good job. Yeah. Um. So they go to the wedding and they they meet everybody and there's the, the dad kind of gets up and the dad is Chris Cooper, um, and he's already hammered. Like he he tries to have a talk with with Lloyd and Lloyd kind of shakes him off. Um, he was John Lockwood in Mowgli, Legend of the Jungle. Yikes! <laughs> did we cover that one? That's the that's, that's the other that's the other Jungle one. Book movie, yeah. right? Is the one it? like I, I think so. Maybe. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he like he gets up to do a speech and he doesn't even know the groom's name. I did like that made me laugh 
because I, I I thought maybe it was the joke about the third wedding, but then I was like, no, he probably has no idea who that yeah. guy is. Like that's oh, I like him. I, now I gotta like him. He was actually in the last uh, ever Columbo TV movie. <laughs> Columbo likes the nightlife, all which also featured a very young uh, Jorge Garcia. Oh, really? Yeah, he hmm. played a bouncer at a nightclub. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, he gets up and he does, he sing instead of having vows or not vows prepared, but a speech. He sings a song and he's already you know blitzed um so lloyd oh man this guy's got more credits he, he's got one coming up that's very interesting he's going to play perry mason in hbo's perry mason i didn't know hbo was redoing perry yeah, mason. lily uh L- lily taylor's gonna be in it too really yeah oh you had me lily taylor i and do not know what perry mason is Oh my god, really? you made me feel 100 years old. <laughs> but it's a very old television show. So Perry Mason was uh, uh, a, a a courtroom drama TV show from like the 50s and 60s. And so Perry Mason over the years has become kind of shorthand for good lawyer. And so it was like they always had, sometimes you hear people refer to a Perry Mason moment. There's always that moment where the, the guy was on the stand and he'd get him to admit something and then he'd be like, haha, well this means this other thing. And Jack McCoy, baby. You're guilty. <laughs> and and uh, But it ran for like 10 or 11 seasons and then they brought it back for TV movies in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like you got another show. Well, I'm surprised that? I've never heard of this. I feel like you got a show again. That they brought it back as a show? I thought so. Hmm. William Burr? Yeah, William Burr. Yeah. Is... He was also in uh he was in Godzilla? Yes. But then he, he was in Godzilla nineteen eighty five. They brought him in for the American But they brought him back for Godzilla nineteen eighty five. But yeah, it ran from fifty seven to sixty six. So it was on for a long time. And then it ran in syndication forever. It was yeah. like a staple. And then okay, there was a revival one in seventy three called the New Perry Mason, uh-huh. but only uh-huh. lasted like fifteen episodes. But then they made uh Perry Mason, Perry Mason television films. Uh, they made thirty of them. My goodness! Yeah, holy. And then goodness. and they, they were so popular that he died, and they still made like <laughs> they still made like four more after he died without him. Without him, huh. yeah. He's so like, yeah, uh, two hundred and seventy-one episodes of the episodes. show that they made. Good for him. So wow. um, and it was all the same guy. He never. He never. It was always William Burr. Yeah. So except for those last four. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so but it was a series of books. It's based on the books, from what I understand, more than the TV show. Okay. And that he comes back from World War One, and he's very emotionally scarred. It's going to be like an HBO thing. Yeah. Sure. 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 Know? I did see the trailer for The Outsider. Yeah. Ooh, buddy. Okay. From Stephen King. Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't read good. it yet. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh, he is the Chris Cooper tries to, is trying to talk to him and he's trying really hard and of course he's being a dick not Lloyd but Chris Cooper is being a dick Jerry is his dad's name um <clears throat> totally unlikable you... oh sorry go ahead no no go ahead well I was gonna say whenever his dad comes up or when his dad's trying to talk to him did you notice the audio cue yes of like the the ringing of the ear noise? yeah like tinnitus uh huh. Yeah, uh-huh. every every single every time. time, every time. I, I really liked that of like the filmmakers' or decision to do that because it gives you as the audience like this visceral reaction of just feeling his just stress and anger at his Anxi- father. All of it, like every every negative emotion you could think of, he feels in these moments. Um, <clears throat> so his dad and I thought that they were gonna so so his wife is black, his child is biracial. So I was like, oh, yeah, okay, your dad's a dick. better be. Well, that's true. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) Uh, I thought the dad was going to be super racist, 
You know, I thought there was. Oh, you thought that's where we were. That's where we were going with it, as well as like whatever happened in the past. That would have been too much to throw onto this movie. I think that's probably true. Um, So the dad and he's being a dick to to Lloyd. He's not being you know at this wedding, and he's kind of you know finally he says something about his. Jerry says something about Lloyd's mom, and Jerry or Lloyd snaps. And yeah, he gets in his, you know finger pointing in the face. Don't you say? And he a didn't word. Even say anything really all that. But he just he made a comment about her. Yeah, yeah. And he just brought her up. Yeah, and he's just like, acknowledged. Don't you dare talk about my mom. her existence. Right, and, and he snaps. Yeah, uh, gets in gets into his face uh, and ends up decking his old man. A fight ensues. Um, the the new husband tries to get involved, and and Lloyd pushes him off, and then Lloyd gets blasted in the face by one of the new husband's friends. It's a big mess, and of course, and you know, it's it is it. There, there's a scene later where he's kind of yelling at his wife, saying, "I need you to be on my side." And there are moments where I was like, "Yeah, you're not on his side at all." Yeah, like when, but I also get the feeling that like he goes through life like this, and it's exhausting. I agree, it's exhausting to be married to somebody like that. Yeah, yeah, to talk to my wife. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So. So yeah, so he is tasked with going to talk to to Mr. Rogers, and of course he walks on uh, to the set, and um, he this is the first interaction that we see of like quote unquote real life Mr. Rogers, right? Um, where he's you know like I said he's down on one knee talking to a Make a Wish kid, and the Make a Wish kid is just like swinging this sword, and he's like not, not engaging, not engaging at all. Yeah. And then there's a moment where he says something to the kid. He talks about him being strong. And the kid breaks. Yeah. And he put, gives the mom and dad the sword and he goes and get like I got choked up. Like yeah. it was a moment where I was like, that's what that's what he was to well, a lot th- of those kids. And this is a real moment. This really happened. This was I believe mentioned it. in the article. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and Lloyd even asked them like, How long has this been going on for? And they're like forty five minutes. Like <laughs> the whole set's just standing around waiting for them to be done. Right. And then he's like, How often does this happen? And they're like Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day he does something like that. Yeah. He he, he has you know, has someone visit set that, you know, wants to be here a kid. A kid, know? yeah. And they're always way behind yeah. because, you know, he just won't stop. And they just kids. know that that's the price of admission of if you want to work with them. They just they just it's they, they get frustrated, but they also know that that's how the sausage is made. Right. And they're, that's what you got to do. Right. If you want to work with them. That's exactly well, right. And they also do very little edits and, and he's very good about doing very few takes. Like yeah. they knew that, you know, if they do fall behind, it's not like a regular production where it's going to be super hard to catch up. Like right. Mr. Rogers got a lot done very quickly. Yeah. Because like I said, he was very deliberate with everything he did. Right. And that, that, that shows a lot of the time you don't <clears throat> you don't see a lot of uh, creating the show. In this, like you see bits and pieces of it. There's I honestly, two extended scenes where you see them actually film. Like I didn't realize he was the voice of the tiger. Oh, really? Until just like yesterday, I was <laughs> I was yesterday days old. You thought it was an actual tiger? Well, I thought it was just like you know, I I, I figured that he just had people working with him, and yeah, I had he, no he clue. Does, he does Everything. them all. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so he kind of sits down, like he gets a really a brief moment with with Mister Rogers, and they're sitting there talking, and then it's funny. How he's not like Lloyd's not being a dick like he's, he is asking uh, legit questions, but not in a prying way or trying right. to like, you know, make him make Mr. Rogers look bad. But immediately Mr. Rogers started asking because like his Lloyd's face is messed up. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I got it from playing softball. 
which is his his go to answer, and and but like and everybody else is like okay, and but <laughs> Mister Rogers is, is kind of like like no, what really happened? Absolutely not. Right, that's not what occurred. And even as a as an adult, this guy's like. Okay, I'll tell you what happened, and like and like lets his guard down because Mister Rogers, like, right? You know, it's the one guy. You know, there were there were a few TV, TV quote unquote dads that growing up you felt like you could trust. There's not many of those now, given what has happened right. recently. <laughs> uh, but I feel even even today, I feel like Mister Rogers is. One I'm of going those. the other way. I'm going to trust trust people like Marilyn Manson. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, it's like, like well, at least he tells you the truth, right? Like, yeah. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah, he's not, you know, drugging women, uh, unless they want to be. Unless they want to be, yeah. I feel, I feel like he'd be that guy who's like, right? Can, I, can you sign this consent form, yes. please? Like, I need your signature and a photo of your ID and this. <laughs> uh, can you look into the camera and say that you are willing to do this? Um, so the 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 interaction is very brief. Like, it's like twenty minutes because they've got to get him back to set, right? And Lloyd's just like, all right, I guess, see ya. So he goes home, and of course his dad is sitting, kind of approaches him again. He's like, look, man, I messed up. Like, I'd really like to talk. And he was like, cool. Slams the door. Yeah. And walks inside. And the dad, uh, Jerry, sits outside for like two days. And finally, he goes back out, and the car is gone. So it's just, like I said, this movie does not center on Mr. Rogers. Not at all. It is. He is an outlying character. uh, And Lloyd and his family and his his brokenness is the center of this movie. Um, so he goes home and of course he's laying in bed and the phone rings and the, the, his wife, Andrea, I think was her name, answers the phone and it's Mr. Rogers. And she immediately is like, Oh, Oh, Oh no. Like she's like, I'm sorry for waking you. And he was like, Oh, you know, she says, it's fine. It's fine. Like they, but Mr. Rogers is like, hi, Andrea. <laughs> yeah, right. How's your, and he says the name of the kid, Gavin. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, like, he like knows all these things about her, like that from just one conversation with Lloyd. Right. And she's just giddy enamored. Yes. Is, yeah. So he, he kind of has the phone to Lloyd and, and Lloyd, he says, look, I'm coming to New York to do. Uh, like uh, uh, on location shoot, and we would. I'd like to talk to you. And Lloyd's like, "Okie dokie, I guess we can do that." Uh, so he go like he they they go, and we see like the 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 string quartet. I yeah, guess he's what they were. with like a, a yeah, like a string quartet. Yeah. Um, and this is where he. T- I love the guy who's his manager is great. Like he's one of those actors that yeah I think he was on a sitcom on NBC at one point but I, like uh, yes he was on uh, just shoot me he played yes. Elliot the photographer yeah so thank I always you. think of him I'm always like oh it's Elliot <laughs> yeah uh, and he was just like look I I read your stuff and he read your stuff uh, you're lucky he wants to talk to you <laughs> like he just he picks people like you right like, they, like, he's, he, like he's like he's like he likes people like me he loves people like you yeah and it, it's interesting because it's like. They the his his boss says that Mr. Rogers was the only one willing to talk to this reporter because his reputation as being kind of a dick precedes him. Right. And and then, you know, I took that in the moment to me. Mr. Rogers just didn't know anything about the the reporters. And so he's like, cool, I'll take this one. That's fine. But you find out that <laughs> Mr. Rogers knew exactly who he was yeah. and actually requested him like he wanted the problematic one right give me that guy yeah yeah I'll, I'll, I'll make that work right uh so they you know they go and he's like i have a i have an apartment in new york if you just want to come with me and we'll go get something to eat and we'll do this 
Uh, and he was like, okie dokie. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> it's like it's it, he Lloyd doesn't know what to make of him. Like, he right. feels like he, he's constantly he, he thinks it's a shtick and right. he keeps waiting for the him to break character. Right. And he never does. And he never does. Right. And and so many people when they would meet Mr. Rogers would think that. I mean, I know growing up, I always just assumed, well, that's how he is on the show, but that's not how he's going to be in real life. But like, that is exactly how he was. There was life. a there's a like a six panel in chasing dogma which is like the it's the bridge between when jay and silent bob leave and chasing amy and they show up in dogma like it's that's it's that bridge is what connects it to yeah so it turns it turns out to be jay and silent bob's track back like that's what it got used for but there's a scene where jay meets mr rogers and he's a dick (laughs) like he you know he sees him running outside he rolls out his window and jay's like mr rogers mr rogers and mr rogers like stop the car and he rolls down the window. He just gives him the finger and then drives off. Yeah, I was like, "Well, that's all right, fair enough." <laughs> uh, so, uh, is this where they go to the restaurant? And this is where they take the uh, the that's just the, this subway is the subway. Scene. Yeah, yeah. So they go on the subway, and again, like Lloyd's just like, "Do you do you always take the subway?" He's like, "Well, it's like you know, ten blocks away. It's just the easiest way to get there." Uh, and he sits down, and then immediately people recognize him, recognize him, and start singing, "Won't you be my neighbor?" And, he and applaud- this was a real thing that happened. This is this- in the article as well. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, this was Man. totally real. This actually happened. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so they. But s- I thought this was kind of a moving scene. Oh, they yeah. They were so excited to see him and all these people and, you know. And they just come together for him. Right. Yeah. They, they, they rally. Not rally. Well, I guess they do. They rally around. Mr. Rogers and you know they're just this guy he's he's a part of everybody's childhood yeah uh, in one form or another um, so they get back to the apartment and this is he's got uh, the the tiger and the king in, yeah in in a bit in, in a like a, a suitcase and Lloyd is getting pissed like yeah. he's trying to get him to say something that he won't say and he's just like you know he's getting angrier and angrier at the whole situation because Mr. Rogers just refuses, not refuses, but like he just won't do he what won't he take, wants him to do. He won't take the bait. He won't take the bait. Exactly. Yeah. So he well, starts see, talking. This is the scene where I started like really disliking Tom Hanks's portrayal because it seemed to me that like, you know, sometimes Lloyd would say something and he would just completely blow it off and then do his own thing. Whereas like it, it, the real Mr. Rogers, he would take what you said and turn it towards something that he wanted to like guide it towards gotcha. rather than just totally blowing it off and then being like, Oh, you want to talk to my puppet? Like, <laughs> I, it just I, it yeah, came up really weird to me in the scene. And after this, I was just not into Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers. Well, I will say the puppet scene like is very much. It's like, he's just kind of ignoring him and still talking about the puppets and yeah. And using the puppets to deflect the conversation. That's kind of what I feel like. Is this the scene where he pisses him off, where you can tell Mr. Rogers is mad, Uh but is holding it together? Uh And it's like, so you, and I I like that part where he's just like, you could, you can see he's mad and he's getting to him, but he's not going to, he's he's not not going to react because his whole thing is like, well, you can choose how your emotions, right? You can bang on a piano. You can do right. There's that man. I got to tell you that scene at the end. Yeah. When he bangs on the piano and I was like, that's kind of ominous. Yeah. And I like that. There is this underlying anger, but there's a, there's another little part at the end that, that we'll get to. Okay. But, um, uh, but 
when he pulls out the puppets, though, like he comments on how the puppets look. He's like, oh, they've seen better days because they're, they're looking kind of ratty. Right. And he's like, well, do you ever replace them? And he's like, no. well, have you ever had a favorite toy or a, a you oh, know, Mr. Rabbit? Yeah. yeah old he, Rabbit. Old Mr. Old Rabbit. And he's just like, you know, he's like, well, you wouldn't replace him. Like just getting a new one. Right. You know? Yeah. And, and I, that's. Yeah. I just and I remember I remember doing that with with my son. He had this blanket that he loved and like would love it to pieces uh-huh. and like I was his literally his baby blanket and like I and I would go online and we would I would I had to swap it out a few times because it would just so fall apart sure and uh and so like I I remember like when I was going through the divorce it was falling apart and I didn't oh, have no. and so like I um I went on eBay and paid an ungodly amount of money <laughs> for the out of print fabric. Oh my that, gosh! Th- that had the design of like baby Snoopy with a moon or whatever. Right. And uh, and then and then I had to come up with a backstory to take it from him and send it to the blanky doctor. <laughs> and then and then uh, and I and then I, I then in the meantime I sent that material to to someone else who could make a blanket, fix it, and then and then. Gave like the blanky doctor fixed oh, it, man. and like I, yeah, and like you know, so it's like it's difficult. You sure. can't just replace those things. No. Like, even when I replaced them, I had to create the illusion that I I hadn't replaced <laughs> yeah, it. I had fixed right. it. Right? Like there's yeah. we have plenty of stuff in the house where we've got a baby Hulk, like a little plush baby Hulk that yeah. has been has lost its almost lost its head more than once. That has been stitched together uh, more than once. Uh, that's well, mine. The, when it loses its head, it's the baby Hulk. When it doesn't lose its head, it's a baby <laughs> baby, baby banner. Baby banner. Yeah, yeah. right. We got to keep it baby Hulk. <laughs> what What is it with boys and destroying their toys? I still have my original baby blanket from when I was real little, and no, it's he... in my blanket chest. And it's it. Granted, like the edging had fallen off over the years because the seams came off, but it's still in pretty good condition. And you know, he wasn't um, mean to it. Like he just he took it everywhere. And, I, I took mean, mine everywhere if too. We went on vacation. It was always getting dragged behind them. Oh and sure, it's been to you know Disney World multiple times. It's been uh, you know, yeah. I, I think mine was just uh, the, so mine is actually a baby that is still around as a baby Kermit. Yeah, that is still around. I've, I've, I've looked it up on eBay just to see like do people still have these things and they do. And yeah, the, the the one that stays in the house stays in the house. But I mean, with the with the Hulk, it was just like one of the it, that's that's Gwen's, and she's just throws it around and yeah. she carries it wherever she goes and the stitching isn't the greatest anyway so like he's 15 it's sitting on the couch upstairs <laughs> still well, see, there i you guess go. i was just the unusual child that yeah took care of my stuff. <laughs> uh so yeah so he kind of he he's hinting around his sons and uh mr rogers kind of says yeah we had our we had our problems like we had our our, our you know the oldest didn't admit to his who his father was until just recently um and he said like the the other one uh, doesn't still. That's what pisses him off. Where he says it must, it couldn't have been easy being your son. Yeah, and that's and, what but, it was. And he does redirect him here, though, Julian. He's he's you know because he says he gets. This is where he gets mad, and there's kind of this awkward silence where you can see like that did not sit well. And then he he reframes it. He's like, that's very like astute of you to recognize that they it would or it would not have been easy for them. That's I didn't even int- think about it until you said that. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. That it must have been difficult. To have a father, and he, you know. and even, and now and Lloyd. Line... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, no. no, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, just that line, and and how he like, 
uh, redirected it and took that question in stride. That to me resonated like the real Mister right. Rogers. Yeah. Sure, sure. And he does kind of say, and, and Lloyd gets pissed. Yeah, where he was just like, God, like, he's yeah, like, that he wasn't. Brings up his dad. Well, he's like, that wasn't the answer you wanted, was it? And he yeah. was like, well, it's whatever. But then he does. He's like, let's talk about, you know, how you and your dad got into a fight. And he was just like, you know what? I'm done. Like, I'm out. Yeah, you uh, hear that ringing noise again. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he comes home and he's already in a, in a pissed off mood. And who's sitting in his kitchen, kitchen but his dad and, and his dad's girlfriend and eating pizza. And this was the scene where I was like, I looked at the wife and I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, that. what did you think was going to happen in this, like, what did you think was going to happen when I walk in the house and you see my dad's not me personally, but like my dad sitting there, the man I don't want to talk to in the least, right? Who I punched at my sister's wedding, you know, like, but he's got pizza. Sure. I hear you. Uh, and so, and, and Lloyd is not pleased with this whole situation. And the dad is trying to, in the worst possible way, uh, not make amends, but like try to bury the hatchet kind right. of, uh, where he's just like, you know, you did it too. And blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I wanted you to meet Dorothy. And he was like, cool. Did that. See ya. And you can get out and then we're done here. And then, then the wife kind of chimes in and I was like, and I did, there was a moment where I was like, yeah, I could see where he feels like everybody's ganging up on him. Right. Like, it's like, just, can you just honor what I'm saying? But they were ganging up on him cause he was wrong. And, and was he wrong? Yeah, I think he was. Like I, I think his know. his dad was trying to make amends and you know, at some at some point you you, you kind of got to let him. I guess see maybe. Oh. We'll see and it was his dad trying to make amends because we get a line later that like he found out he was sick like a year earlier. Yeah. So is he only making amends because he's dying and and when it comes to situations like that I'm kind of on Lloyd's side like he made no effort until like it was the end of his life and now he's finally feeling like well I'm about to die so I might as well. Like why yeah. don't you make the effort before you get the death certificate? Like Well, I think but I think that's just human nature. You think you got all the time in the world. And then you realize you don't, and you start to reassess what's really important. I mean, I don't think he's the first person to go through that. No, probably you know? not. Right, but but, I, but uh, Lloyd's feelings are still valid, though. Right. I, I just I hate how like, and this is one thing I do disagree with on Mister Rogers. Like sometimes people like it's not worth forgiving. Maybe for your own sanity, so you can just let it go. But some things like people do are just so horrible that you just need to cut them out of your life. And no matter what they do, like you just keep them out. I totally but, agree. I mean, yeah. it just, it, everything's situational. So, I mean, with this particular situation, I mean, they drive you more towards like Lloyd's in the wrong. He should forgive his dad. Cause his dad's putting forth the effort. But I just I see Lloyd's like point of view on this and, and his wife should be supportive of him because she's his wife. That's kind of the way I feel about it. Is she's constantly trying to not get in the middle. Well, get in the middle of it and, and make things right. And it's just like if Lloyd doesn't want to make things right. Like it, it. I don't know. I guess in my in my opinion, if I'm saying stop and you keep pushing like uh, now I'm going to start pushing back. Yeah. You know, and when she allow when she sees what goes down and she's she never really takes his side with the dad. Like she's constantly kind of like what were you, you know, when he punches him at the wedding, she's like, "What? You're out of control." And he was like, "It's not me." Like and, and I, I I could see also where it's just like, "Yeah, it's kind of like you did punch your dad." Yeah, he he really went from 0 to 60 at the wedding. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Yeah, he overreacted in that yeah. situation. Right. I I don't disagree with that, but at the same time it's like 
I'm asking you, I guess he never does. <laughs> it's so weird. He never does say, I don't want to do this. Yeah. So she's constantly trying to push the. I think also we need to keep in mind that like the the sister has let the dad back in the life. So that's you, true. So you also got even though we don't really know what's happened yet. Like you also got to figure if the sister is okay, then then maybe maybe he's just holding on to a grudge for the sake maybe. of holding on to yeah. a grudge. When she when he walks her down the aisle, yeah, and he's just, and Lloyd's just like what? She's like she he was the first one to respond, and I was like, well, that's kind of a shot at Lloyd. Yeah, to me, like you didn't respond and he did. So yeah. you know, um. So there, it's a very tense moment where he was just like, cool, did it, get out, like everybody out. And he's kind of a mess at this point. Like he is breaking down and uh, this is where he kind of calls his dad out and he says, you know, you left, you left us. You didn't even wait. You were, you were, so I was going to get cussed, but I caught myself. Yeah. You were cheating on mom while she was dying and she didn't want you there. And you couldn't even wait for her body to be cold before you were out schlupping around. And then, he, I mean, he, he, he he kind of points at Dorothy. He's like, "Did you tell? Did you te- did he tell you that? Like, did you know any of this?" And of course, the dad. Uh, I guess he has a heart attack, but he's got like a heart condition, and I guess he just had like another episode. They yeah. don't really say if he yeah, had a they heart were attack. Very clear about this because he said like his jaw hurt. Yeah, and like I didn't understand if they were going for heart attack or stroke or I don't what know. they were doing. But when they get to the hospital. Uh, he, you can hear over here, the doctor talking to, uh, Chris Cooper's girlfriend. He's like, this is worse than we thought. Like, we don't know how much longer he, the surgery is too risky at this point. And Lloyd, uh, breaks. Like, I think he mentally breaks and he's like, I gotta go. Like, I'm out of here. I got work to do. I got work to do. I gotta go to Pittsburgh. And then why? And his wife is just like, what are you doing? Like, what are you thinking? Like, yeah. I, how can and you're you leaving leave? me here with these people I've never <laughs> yeah, met? Before. Right, right. With our son. Yeah. You know, um, so this is so Lloyd hops on a he thinks he sees uh, Mr. Rogers leaving the hospital and he hops on a bus and he's just following this person who he believes to be Mr. Rogers. It's not like it's it's this movie gets really. It was, this is really weird. It was Captain Kangaroo. Interesting choice. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was <laughs> it's a very interesting choice. Who was a real like army? Yeah. Badass. <laughs> Um, yeah, this is the second time we get like a trippy thing because like earlier in the movie, like Lloyd, I guess, is dreaming that he's one of the puppets. That he's no, that's tiger. all this. this. That's this. Well, no, it happens twice, though, because it happens earlier because we get him like waking up. And I think that's when we get the phone call from Mr. Rogers to the wife. Like he wakes up and it does this weird crossfade of like he's like the, the tiger asleep in his bed and then it fades to Lloyd's face. OK. And then this second one that we're about to get into is where he's like actually like supposed to be old rabbit in imagination land. Right, right, right. That's right. Or You're land right. of imagination. You're right. This is not South Park. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he he tears tears ass to Pittsburgh. Uh, he gets onto the set and they're just like, "Oh, great, we're glad you're here. Well, go ahead." And he was just like, "What?" Uh, and he, you know, he knocks on the door and Mister Rogers brings him in. Um, and this is the first. Do we? This is where we get the. Oh, it's a McFeely scene where they do picture picture where they show like yeah, the, like his wife is playing the lady Antebell. I can't remember what her name was. Annadel. Annadel. Adele. Yeah. Oh. Arendelle. Arendelle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's 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 very trippy. You are not wrong. Like I was like, what? This this movie does have this moment. Where I'm like, whoa, what are we doing? Like, what's happening right now? 
Yeah, it um, kind of takes you out of it. It did a little See, bit. See, I liked all of this. I'm with, I was I, with it once I, I figured out what it, we were doing. It worked for me. Yeah. Like, I, like I, this movie really worked for me. I liked this movie a lot. Uh, I did as well. And so he, we're basically going through all of Imagination Land or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, we see, you know, the King Friday and we see uh, the tiger and we see all this different. And finally, um, we see Lloyd gets shrunk down and he walks out where the trolley comes by and we see uh, he's got <clears throat> like rabbit ears and Mr. Rogers is standing over him and kind of makes him explain how he's feeling and breaks it down for him. And he's like, I'm angry and I'm sad and all this. He's like, sometimes you just got to. You got to move forward. Just kind of what life does. And then he we we flash forward to to Lloyd waking up in the Rogers house uh, with Mr. Rogers and Mrs. Rogers playing the piano. Um, They had two, two pianos, (laughs) two Steinway. Yeah. (laughs) Grand piano. Right. If it gives you an idea of how much money he's he's doing. okay. he's doing just fine. Yeah. Yeah. I did not catch that those were Steinways. They wow. were Steinways. Yes. Yeah, I was just like, whoa. No joke. Like, that's, yeah, I don't even, that's a lot of piano. That is a lot of piano. Yeah. <clears throat> For a little room. It looked like it was not a very yeah. big room. So he kind of says, let's, let's go to lunch. And I do like where he's, he goes, do you eat meat? He's like, I don't eat anything with a mother. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Uh, and this is where Lloyd kind of gets, he, this scene is, I was really like, I really thought this was one of the most, mo- the one of the most brave pieces of filmmaking I've seen How so? this year. The fact that when when he says to him, and you're either gonna I think love or hate this scene, but when he says to him, like, can you, would you think about the people who loved you into being? Oh, oh, I didn't know what to do, and like, and they were like, take sixty, like, just will you just take sixty seconds and sit here in silence and think about the people who loved you into being. And then he looks directly at you. And then the film for like twenty for, seconds. It's a minute. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's well, a no, legit I'm minute. Him looking at oh, the actual like, look. Yeah, directly at you at the camera. I like, this is really disconcerting. Loved it. Really, <laughs> I loved this. Scene. What did you like about it? I just, I just thought it was so ballsy. Yeah, in a ma- in, in a major motion picture. Because this isn't some weird little no. tiny art house movie that can you know like it's do, Tom freaking Hanks. It's. I mean, this is designed to be a big giant movie. And, you know, and and to just sit there for 60 seconds in silence. Yeah. And just let it sit. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that if you're on board, all you're going to do what he asked you to do. Sure. And sit there and, and think about the people who loved you into being. Right. Right. And, and like, you, yeah. Yeah. And, and well, he, this and, is based on a real moment. Like when um, Mr. Rogers was getting an award, I forget what award, he did this. But it wasn't a minute. It was only 10 seconds. Gotcha. And it kind of at first they said like people didn't quite buy into it. But then all of a sudden like everybody did what he said and they were quiet for 10 seconds. Yeah. And I, I enjoyed the scene and the moment of like having 60 seconds of silence in a movie to like contemplate. And I really liked that. It was just Tom Hanks giving that creepy stare to me for 20 <laughs> seconds. And I'm just like, this is not how you make movies like, I, I do i do agree but out. but you know what but here's here's what i like about it because like it's it's interesting because it's like on the one hand like you're not wrong you know what i mean you, it's not how you make movies but you know what 
what else? That's not how you make TV shows either. Yeah. And that's exactly what his TV show was. It was a TV show that was made in a way that you don't make TV shows. That's very true. And so it's very much kind of a snake eating its own tail. And I and I, and I really dug it. Well, but I get that it's like you're either at this point you've either bought in or you haven't. I had bought in. And I, I had bought in. I had and bought and, in. I, and I understand why people might not. Like I, you know, yeah. but like I had bought in and I was like I dig this. Also the people in the restaurant were they were uh um, it was like his wife in real life. Oh, they were, okay, it was like okay. it was Jan, and then the guy who played Mr. McFeely, and then and then the 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 Bill Eisler character in real life. Sure, and so it, and, is uh, Mr. McFeely still alive? Uh, uh, he was to film this. Apparently. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought so. he died. All right, but um. That's really cool. I didn't know that that was all the old cast people. Yeah, but it was like lots of people associated with, okay. with his okay. production. Yeah, it was it was it was definitely an interesting moment where I didn't. I was like, "Is he? Are we just gonna? Are we just gonna live I know because I I mean I I had the same reaction of like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, and then I bought and, into and, it, and then I was like, well, I guess I'll sit here and think about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Those people. That's exactly right. I, I'd buy into it if it was actually Mr. Rogers staring at me. But right. like it's just I, I haven't bought into the whole Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers so far in this entire movie. So right. all all I'm saying is, you know, like Forrest Gump or whatever his character name is in Bachelor Party, just like staring <laughs> at me. <laughs> I um nice poll, by the way. I <laughs> you know, his performance as Mr. Rogers reminds me a lot of of uh Anthony Hopkins as Nixon. Oh, interesting! Oh, that, and Frost Nixon? No, no, no! In no. the actual and the, Ol- the Oliver, Oliver Stone movie yeah. Nixon. Oh, right. Where it was like he never really looked like Nixon, but he had the the voice and the mannerisms down. That like after a couple after a couple seconds, like I just adapted and, and bought it's into like it. Jesse Eisenberg in uh, Social Network. Yeah, he doesn't look like Zuckerberg, right? But he nailed. That performance, right? Like the cadence and everything that goes along with it. But yeah, when people are like, "Oh, Tom Hanks," you don't even recognize him. I'm like, I totally recognize it's Tom him. Hanks. Tom Hanks in a red sweater. It's one of the. But yeah, but uh, but for me, like I like I I bought in pretty quickly because of, of the voice and the mannerisms. Yeah. Even though I don't really think he ever truly looked like Mr. he did Rogers. not look like him. But I do agree that like his voice and the the tenor of his voice, the tone of his voice. Yeah, I thought reminded me of, like I was I was with it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so Lloyd breaks down, and he this is Lloyd's character turn for him, um, where he goes, he hears what Mister Rogers says. He goes home. Uh, he has a he has to have a really difficult conversation with his wife. Like I messed up. Like I left at the worst possible time, and I'm sorry that I, I did when that. When she's like <laughs> giving him trouble, yeah, and and he's just like doesn't know what to do with it. And she's <laughs> like, I know you're trying to apologize, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I have to make it easy. Correct, on you. And I'm correct. Like, oh, yeah, that's written by we by know a, by a man who's been in that position. Yeah, we know, <laughs> we've all been there. I did find it interesting how they did slip in there the cultural thing that you know, like we're trying to get away from now, but I'm sure it was a lot more prominent in the '90s of like a, a black woman by herself trying to get a taxi in New York. Yeah. Oh, for sure, having such trouble with it. But I kind of like found this odd like as she's telling him this while they're like walking in the dark in a park like in new york i felt like, like it was dusk that be risky too yeah i felt like it was like <laughs> dusk in new york and they were just you know the baby maybe that's how the baby falls asleep and because he asks he's like is that kid out yet she was like yeah Okay. So yeah, I they were trying to get the kid to fall asleep. Yeah, yeah that's um, right. Gotcha. That. But like you know, she, she totally brings up how she couldn't get a taxi or anything. Right. But yet later in the movie, towards the end, she shows up at the house in a taxi by herself. 
Uh, like, I mean, you're, yes, that is correct. Okay, but, but she, I feel like she, you could have trouble getting one, but still get one. Yeah, and but she was be, in, but she was in New York then, right? Where yeah. she was in Philadelphia, so it might have been easier to get a taxi in New York than in Philadelphia and in the daytime. Yeah, you know. Well, Weren't the didn't his dad live in Jersey? Didn't that's what they said it was? Like, here's the problem with the, here's the, the problem with the tri-state state. area is I don't know where they were. Yeah, because they're in Pittsburgh, then they're in New York, then they're there's in Jersey. Like there's around. a there's a yeah. who knows? Um, yeah. So he kind of goes and he apologizes. He's like, I'm sorry. Like you are you two are what I want to be. You're where I want to be. And they have this. She's like, okay. Like we're we're in. He's like, I gotta go. Like I gotta go see my dad. And they're like, okay. So he goes and he has. Uh, you know, moments with his dad. I do like the line where he's. I love the 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 bickering where he's like, "You want a beer?" He's like, yeah, "I'll have a beer." He's like, well, "I don't have any beers." Like, well, then why? Yeah. Why did you offer me a beer? He's like, "I didn't." You weren't gonna drink it anyway. Um, I like the line with the with the dad who says something about like he's like, "Yeah, when they when they put a hospital bed in your living." Oh room, no, it's him. It's it? it's Lloyd. Yeah, where he, yeah, he. Because that was my first thought. I was like, <laughs> hospital. No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing that starts with a hospital bed in the living room ends well. Right. Like it's, she pulled, she she shows up with the baby. Yeah. And she was like, "How's he doing?" He's like, "Yeah, he's all right." But you know, they put a hospital bed in your in your house can't be a good sign. Yeah. And like just his delivery of it, and she kind of laughs, and I was like, "All right, you get it. Like, yeah, you're with it." Uh, so then you know they're having this time together, and the dad is they're they're kind of coming around to each other. Right. Um, not in a completely healed way, but in a We've got some scars, and we're just making this work. Yeah, we're going to do our best to, to just get this, get, ha- have this moment right while we can. Right, and then all of a sudden, here comes Mister Rogers to the door. Uh, they I, show, I guess, they show I, him the article. I love the 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 sister's new husband. Yeah, in this scene. Hey, I heard you were a sniper. Yeah, and she's like, what? Why would you ask that question? And, uh, and or when they they take a Mr. Rogers' this thing throughout the film where Mr. Rogers likes to take pictures of people, yeah, and he's taking a picture of them around <laughs> gathered around the dad and the and the the new the new husband is just like be a yeah. lot cooler if you were in it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked the uh, where they're they're talking about wanting to go to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, and he was just like, don't go there. Like that would suck. It's cold and a bunch you're surrounded by a bunch of rich people. Yeah, like what's the point? Um. So yeah, so they. Mr. Rogers comes by and he they and he actually to what Julian to your point where there or did you say this where they talk about like this is kind of the show in the movie where like then Mr. Rogers kind of goes into a monologue about death and I yeah. feel like that's a monologue that would be in the show yeah you know because he yeah he would talk about very real things yeah you know yeah. Uh, yeah, death was one of the first things he covered when his show started. Oh, interesting. Because they okay. covered the Kennedy assassination like as one of their first episodes. Man, that's that's wow. crazy. Um, yeah, and then so he kind of leaves, and uh, Lloyd knocks out this article. Uh, it's like ten thousand ten thousand words. words. He was supposed to have four hundred, <laughs> yeah. and they they turn it in, and then the, the it's gonna you know he he calls the. Um, the editor and she was like yeah this is wonderful like this is fa- you're gonna be like the cover like that's that's what this is yeah and yeah, she this goes, is one of those moments where she did another really good job like as the actress in this role yeah was, yeah you know, that that moment where she just the way she delivers that line of like it's gonna be the cover <laughs> like, and she's like okay bye like there's no like, like lloyd isn't allowed to be, say thank you or anything she immediately just hangs up on him and goes about her day um so then this is I think this is where Mr. Rogers shows up and they have the whole conversation because he talks to. Oh, no, it's the it's the funeral where they he's like, I read the article. And oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, I did when they when they cut back to like the miniatures and they go to the like there's a little mini cemetery with like right. I was like wow all right <laughs> we're we're doing it you've committed yeah <laughs> uh, and of course you know the this is where we see Mister Rogers is like I love the article and I do even like the cynical managers like yeah I was all right yeah you know, like, <laughs> uh, so, and that's and and that's Lloyd kind of as, as they're walking away Lloyd kind of tells Andrea that he's like you know what maybe I'll Maybe I'll take a break, like three months. You go back to work. I'll I'll stay with Gavin. He's like he's agreed to it. He's cool with it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and that's kind of how this thing ends. Yeah, uh, we go back to like we we finish up with with Mister Rogers and like the the bookend that is like the TV show, right? Uh, and then everybody kind of leaves, and he walks off, and he starts to play the piano. And then he goes to the end keys and starts, you know, like he said, he's like, maybe if you're angry, you like to bang on the. Yeah, when he was trying to deflect and he's talking about how you handle anger in the puppet scene. Right, right, right. He's right. like, you know, sometimes you can do a certain thing. Or he's like, or you can play all the keys in the piano at the, at, you know, at once. Boom. And, he, and then he like holds that moment for a really long kind of weird yeah. time. And yeah. And he does it here. Yeah. And it's just like, I, I found that scene very ominous yeah and i maybe it's just because i know what that like he had maybe it's just like this underlying i think it's just saying that he's still a human being he's sure still, like he he won't never he he just because he he won't let those feelings and emotions consume him doesn't mean that he does not have them. correct and correct. that and that that makes his niceness and generosity uh better because it's a choice he made it's not just a disposition oh, sure, sure, sure. it's not just a disposition that he has it's like he's making a choice right to not let those things affect him yeah and yeah. well it's how he grew up people. too like this is if you watch the documentary like it makes that moment a lot more poignant because in the documentary he talks about he grew up in a household where they were not allowed to show anger uh, so he learned through that like, seems playing healthy. music yeah. and on the piano he could express his anger through music instead of you know, through words or his behavior, because in his house growing up, that was not allowed. Gotcha. That seems like the worst possible idea to do to somebody. Yeah. No, just suppress. Just push that down to a little ball. And, you know, what's but the worst that can happen? There's a lot of households that are like that, that are just, you know, everything's repressed and hidden and look a certain way. And, you know, and yeah. that's not an uncommon thing. But one of the, the thing I referenced yeah, earlier yeah. that I liked at the end is that they on the the, the picture wall, they replaced the picture of Lloyd and now it's a family photo of them like around a Christmas tree. Yeah. And and they're holding their son and uh and he has uh um he's holding a stuffed rabbit. Oh, was he? Yeah. So I he didn't has see a, that. He has a stuffed rabbit for his son. Interesting. I just thought that was nice. That's a good a little, nice that's little that's touch. A good, maybe it's old rabbit. Well, I'm I'm a, I don't know if it was like because he never really said if he still had old rabbit, right? He, well, right? he said he's like it might be around. Yeah, somewhere. so like yeah. I, I tend to, th I don't know how he would because the mom died, so oh, they got shuffled true. around. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the drunk dad didn't keep old rabbit. Yeah, that's fair. and so I don't, but I, but it, but he still, he either if he didn't have it, then he went out and got one so his son could have right. a thing like that. That makes sense. I just thought that was a that's good, that a good. I didn't even know. And that. they didn't beat you pull. over the head with it. Like it was just very subtle. It was just there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, this movie. Uh, I thought it was uh, really well made. Do I? You know, uh, it's not going to crack my top five. It's not going to crack my. It might crack my top ten. Yeah, but I thought it was. It was a very uh, uplifting movie. I think it was very well made. Everybody uh, involved did a fantastic job. 
Um, and the nostalgia button got hit big time with those cut scenes and like the the bookends and yeah, uh, yeah. I thought and Tom Hanks, I don't know, like maybe not best supporting actor, but I thought he was very good. I don't think so. I think there are better people in that category. I mean, yeah. this is where Brad Pitt from Once Upon a Time sure. in Hollywood is. Yeah, I think this is probably his year. Should be his year. Yeah, but yeah. um, uh, but I I really dug this movie way more than I thought I was. going Yeah, to. I I thought it was going to be a little uh, too touchy feely. Yeah, uh, but it 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 hit the right spot. Yeah. yeah, I think if I hadn't watched the documentary right before, my expectations would have been different. Like, if I had known that this was going to focus more on the journalist than Mr. Rogers, I might have bought into it a lot more. Right. But because I was expecting to walk into this thing like almost a biopic, like, right. you know, sort of almost like a movie version of the documentary, just kind of Mr. Rogers doing his thing, like... That's what I was expecting. So when I got something I totally didn't expect with like weird trippy scenes and then Tom Hanks <laughs> staring me down, like, but otherwise, you know, it was a good movie. Like it's really well put together. And when like I go back and I think about it and like the format, how they made it like an episode, like they did do a good job. And like there, I wouldn't really fault this movie with anything. Maybe, maybe a little bit of Tom Hanks's performance a little bit for me, but that's about it. It's funny that we we both went into this movie with very similar takes. Like I like I had seen the documentary, and I was kind of not looking forward to this movie because I thought it was going to be. I'm like it's I just retread. I thought it was going to be a biopic version of the doc, and I'm like I just saw this last year. Like I don't need to see it reenacted with right. actors. And so I was like I I was like oh good it's not that it's about the the you know the 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 magazine writer I'm i think like, i would not have liked it yeah had it been about mr rogers yeah and, and i don't like biopics typically when they are like here's their entire life like sure. i like it when it's like here's about this here's a snippet this person in this certain situation or time frame because those biopics that try to cover an entire life they 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 don't tell they don't typically have like a really good narrative sure like it's just and it's just a series of anecdotes Strung together Bohemian Rhapsody Bohemian Rhapsody is like that And I know overall I enjoyed that movie Sure But it's a series of anecdotes But like the music's good So like you're cool with it But like You don't typically get biopics That I think are are all that good They fall into that Um I thought straight out of Com- straight out of Compton was a really good example of a I movie agree. that didn't fall into that. Yeah, but because like that band's arc kind of had a, a narrative that they could, you know. Oh sure, sure, know, sure. And uh, the Michael and, Jackson one will be interesting. I don't know how you do a Michael Jackson biopic. No idea. In this I could. I thought it was going to be Prince. That's the next one I thought it would have been. I, I don't even understand why you would choose Michael Jackson. Like there's nope. because if you don't include that stuff. Then people are going to get mad if you, you do, do include <laughs> that stuff. Well, then you're not going to have any of the music, right? They're not going to. You know Hell I mean? no! Oh, you so, want to well, use the songs? On no, the no, bright no. side, if it's good, like if they make a really good one, they might put the Michael Jackson Simpsons episode back up on Disney Plus. Did they honestly? <laughs> did they pull that? Oh Was yeah, that legit? It's, it's pulled a, from everywhere. Yeah, you that's crazy. You cannot buy it on Voodoo. You can't buy it Lisa, on iTunes. It's, it's not on birthday. Fox. That episode is erased. Hmm. Yeah. Well, so if I you've mean, got that DVD set, what's is that DVD set going for? Very much. It's season two, I think. Yeah. It is. It's the first episode of season two. I haven't looked online, but I'm going to look soon because I, that is one of the greatest episodes. It's a great episode. It is a great episode. Mm, 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 mm. Let's see. Hey, like, I'm looking up right now. Simpsons DVD season two. Because that song, that happy birthday Lisa song at the end just always oh, would yeah. make me cry when that episode would pop up on TV. Wow, like apparently it doesn't matter. Right now you can get it for, like, it's selling for f- season two DVDs or five bucks. That's Ooh. weird. 
Maybe it's not season two. I feel like it was later. It, it's season two. I'm like 99% positive. Yeah, I don't know. It's episode one of season two. It's either season one or season, or sorry, season two or season three. When but it's definitely episode one. They were, they actually, okay. They did that episode. It's season three. Yeah, there we go. Okay, three. They okay. did that. They did that episode, and then after that episode aired, they they debuted the black or white video. Yes, they did. Yeah. Okay, so that's going for still not much. Like, here's a pre-owned one for fifteen bucks. That's it's still go, a deal. It's going. You can buy new ones for forty bucks. Like, I'll take a pre-owned one. Yeah. It's, it's about yeah. what they should cost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. Just I don't like, think people have quite realized yet what has happened. <laughs> Yeah, I honestly didn't realize that. Somebody posted that, and I thought it was a joke. So maybe go around and start, uh, start snatching them those. up. <laughs> and then all that happens is you'll get a bunch of them. And, and then e- they'll release it. And, or eBay will ban you from selling it. So, well, uh, well there you go. Yeah, yeah. It, it, go go do it. If, yeah. yeah. Did you guys stay through the credits to watch any of the stuff that happened during the credits? With oh, the I did not. No. I saw All some of it. All they show is them like putting the miniatures together, making them work and stuff. Like there wasn't too much to it, but it, it was a brief little thing during the credits. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, oh, awesome, nice. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day yeah. to join us for two of these two episodes. That's yeah, a lot of commitment. Absolutely, I had a blast. That's like six hours. <laughs> well, you figure she had to see two movies. No, that's right. You're right. And then yeah. she had to sit through so sit through our garbage, sit through us. So that's yeah. like six hours that she had to. That's a, we appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah. thank you very much. And so, where can people find you again? Um, Instagram, uh, value soggy, V A L U S A G I. Uh, I'm not super active on there, but if you do want to like talk to me, I'm always on the league of show sharers, sharing things and having conversations about things and news. So definitely join the Facebook group. Yeah. I had a friend that was really into, uh, Usagi Yojimbo because he should have been. And, uh, he had personalized plates that said Usagi. Did they really? And he said it was it was awful because <laughs> everyone would stop him thinking he was in the military because they thought it said USAGI. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I'm not in the military. I, li- I, I like just, I like the I, character. I like a samurai rabbit. I found that character when they introduced him on the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. See, That's I got I that, that from Sailor Moon. That's the main character's Japanese name. And then ah. the Val... Uh, the Val is the name of the computer in an old uh, reality show that was called Solitary that was on Fox Reality. That you can find episodes on uh, YouTube now, but I recommend this reality show. They lock people alone in these tiny rooms and torture them for $50,000. <laughs> like, like literally, they you can quit any time, but they deprive you of sleep, they deprive you of food, and they make you do these like painful like treatments or tedious tasks like the first person to sharpen 500 pencils, but there's a hand sharpener or there's an electric sharpener, but there's one battery missing and there's a bucket of batteries, <laughs> but only one of the batteries works. So do you want to find the one it's like working fear factor? You just sit there and you don't know when anyone else quits or when anyone else is finished. So it's all just a competition with yourself. And it is, it's called solitary and the computer that told him to do everything is called Val. And it's so much fun. I was sad when it got canceled. Rally television before they figured out what the ethics were. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's why you don't see Fear Factor anymore. Yeah, and and you? Oh uh, yeah, you can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one, and you can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. Uh, while you're there, like the page and join the League of Show Sharers and. Uh, uh, also, don't forget our Patreon account, patreon.com slash real spoilers, five bucks a month and all sorts of bonus content. So uh, coming up 
on the next episode, our next week's movie yeah. will be Knives Out. Cannot wait. And uh, I've already lined up our guests for that. Oh, great. Uh, will Harris, uh, freelance writer for the Onion AV Club. Oh, game so on. That'll be cool. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, that's what you have to look forward to. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Lucy is Maud's illegitimate daughter. It's one hell of a day in my neighborhood. A hell of a day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I hope I get to move in your neighborhood someday. The problem is, is when I move in, y'all move away. Come on up with some coke and some smoke. You bring the stash, go Robinson rope. Will you be mine? Won't you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? 